This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, Paddle and Finn listeners? This is your host, Brian, from the OG Show. Just wanted to make you guys aware of Jackson Orr's second annual Catch and Release Charity Tournament. Uh, that's K-A-T-C-H, Kayak Anglers Together Can Help. This takes place September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's an online event nationwide. Starts Friday at 6 a.m., goes till Sunday at 7 p.m. Entry fees $20. Tourney X has waived the fees. You can sign up on Tourney X. Doesn't matter if you're a good angler, an experienced angler, new angler to the kayak fishing tournament world. So let's all get together and help Jackson out get this organized. Your hosts at Paddle and Finn have all come together and we've decided any proceeds that we get from selling t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, things like that at the Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com, go to the store tab. You buy any stuff, we're going to take the proceeds from that, donate it to the charity portion for Jackson's event. Um, that's something we wanted to do to help Jackson give back to some great organizations. So get signed up guys. Jackson's trying to reach a hundred anglers. I think it's an easy way for us to achieve. Even if you can't fish it, it's 20 bucks guys. Let's help out. What's up boys and girls. Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the paddle and fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Your hosts are two long-time fishermen who 
inside the entire fishing world, and guess what? They're taking you along for the ride. So buckle in and welcome to Paddle Fish. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Finn podcast. I'm Brian. And this is Ricketts. Yeah, buddy. This is this is a special episode tonight, my friend. It's a very special one. We've been uh, we've been excited for this ever since it. We heard rumors that it may happen. We've been geeking <laughs> out, both of us. So, yeah, we're super excited. Yeah. So uh, we got none other than the man himself, Mr. Fluke Master, Mr. Gene Jensen. Gene, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be here, man. How's everybody doing? Good, man. Good. Yourself? I'm doing great, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're excited to uh, sit down and chat with you this evening. Um, I know we both got some questions, and uh, I put a little post up on Facebook to see if any of our followers had any questions, so we'll hit those at the end. We'll let that build up a little bit. But uh, we just basically want to get into you. So, um you know, we always ask the question, you know, how you got into fishing and kayak fishing. Um, so why don't we just start with the fishing? How'd you, how'd you get into fishing? Oh, um, back in the late seventies, early eighties, I was, um, I'm a seventh of eight kids and it was the middle of the recession and dad and mom couldn't afford to do anything but take us fishing. And so we would go to the North Georgia mountains and throw up a tent, a giant tent. And, uh, and camp for a week a week or two during the summer and go trout fishing so that's kind of how it all started i remember the first fish i ever caught was actually in a creek in virginia in the virginia mountains uh little red eye bass i caught it in craig's creek um when i was like three or four nice but i remember it like it was yesterday i mean actually i probably can take somebody to the spot where i caught him if i was up there <laughs> that's cool <laughs> that's always cool going back to that spot um, yeah, you know I got a, a a spot close to home here. Uh, I started fishing through the ice with my old man, and I caught an 18-inch crappie through the ice. And in northern Illinois, that's a pretty big crappie. I've caught two 18. No, I've caught two 17. I'm still looking for my 18. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might have to come to northern Illinois. <laughs> I got a spot, but yeah, man, I I still remember that like it was yesterday. It's crazy, and uh, I know that that little incident there man had had fueled an addiction for for years to come so that's super cool so would you consider yourself that you were a trout fisherman before a bass fisherman being that you used um, to go trout fishing all the yeah. time yeah yeah i uh, definitely well for stock trout okay i was pretty good with wild ones we we took two trips out west and fished snake river and and uh and henry's fork and and that area yellowstone nice uh, that's where my dad grew up fishing and okay. so we would go out there and he taught me how to read the water and how to pick the flies and i, I started tying flies when i was six or seven and uh and so i learned that side of it but in north georgia it was all throw corn on a hook and let it you know drift down <laughs> into the hole right on, right on. I, but i because i knew how to read water well i could find those little places that people would completely walk over and I'd catch fish out of little bitty holes, which was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So when when did you first get into a kayak? How did that all occur? I've been paddling my whole life. Um, I I love a, a canoe. I grew up yeah. 
you know, I grew up in a canoe. Some, I mean, every once in a while I jump in a canoe, but as I was a Boy Scout, I was a, a the canoeing merit badge instructor for four years, and oh, wow. and uh, and learned how to paddle, learned how to get back in if I fell out, or all that other stuff, and and would teach the teach as many kids as I could how to do that. But then paddle, and then kayaks all of a sudden morphed into what you know into fishing kayaks, and I'm like a fishing kayak. So I <laughs> I bought one for I think when I was 20. 28 29 I, I bought one for uh, 600 bucks and uh and paddled it for about two trips realized that it was not the right one for me and sold it to my brother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> and then saved and saved and saved and i can't remember what my next one was but i bought another one that had a seat in it and then that changed the world for me that's cool so yep so would you say you know you mentioned um you would teach uh the canoe merit badge would you think would you say that's where you started to uh take on for educating others you know um yeah about that time i was a sunday school teacher plus you know i did a, i did a lot of teaching through scouts and things like that i was an eagle scout so but uh it just kind of all just kind of happened um but uh but yeah i love to uh, that lake that we, I used to teach the Canary Mirror Badge on was it was actually the lake that the first few Friday the Thirteenth movies were filmed on. Oh no way, Crystal Lake! And so yeah, so we had some wicked uh, ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but it also was a really good bass lake. So in my off time, I jump in the ca- in the in the canoe and I paddle around and and fish the banks with a little. Um, rooster tail and like a little worm and that's when i taught myself how to bat my dad was not a bass fisherman okay never has been in a boat with me period and until the day he died he never had been in a boat with me he wanted his knees in the water he never was interested and by the time he was interested in getting in a boat with me he because of parkinson's he was too unstable to do it and i couldn't do it so i told him i was mad at him a little <laughs> <laughs> oh man but, that's crazy but yeah, that's why I, I, I taught myself how to bass fish, and that's kind of when it came time to figure out, you know, what I was doing with bass fishing in the knee industry. I, that had a lot to do with it, the fact that I really didn't have anybody that taught me how to bass fish. Dude, that's but, crazy. Learning how to fish on the Friday the 13th lake. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I was born on Friday the 13th. Oh, <laughs> oh that's yeah. even, yeah, that's even crazier. That's the best. That's what, the best. What month? What month is your birthday? September. I'm I'm February the thirteenth, my brother no, and my brother is December the thirteenth. So awesome. we we always joke with my folks that they plan that out so they wouldn't forget <laughs> a wife birthday. Is, <laughs> wife is January thirteenth. My daughter is April thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, that's right crazy. On. Yeah, I know that is crazy. <laughs> well, I mean that's uh, I guess that's a good segue because you know your one of your slogans is uh, teaching the world to fish. And, um, you know, when you mentioned, uh, you know, teaching canoes and stuff, I had always been curious where, where the inspiration to teach others came from. So, um, you know, what, what made you decide to start YouTube? Um, scouting again. I was a scoutmaster. Okay. I had a half a dozen Boy Scouts that I took fishing with me. And at that time, I worked at the Medical College of Georgia Hospital on the weekends. And it was weekend nights. I worked 40 hours from Friday night till Monday morning. Oh, wow. And, um, and I, so I couldn't take my boys, my scouts, uh, I couldn't teach them how to fish because they were only off during school on the weekends. And so um, 
YouTube was brand new and uh, it was just at that time to me, it was just a place to host videos. Sure. And it was free. So I didn't, and not everything else charged you to host videos. And right. so I just picked YouTube and started and told him, I said, look, I know how to, I know how to take pictures. Um, I'm pretty sure I can figure out how to shoot video and I'm going to learn how to edit. And I started editing these little basic instructional videos for my Boy Scouts and told them to go watch them. And so, um, the, I guess, uh, I did that for about two or three years and I realized that my scouts weren't the only ones watching. And I was also, uh, a moderator on bass resource on, it was at the time, the number one bass fishing, um, uh, forum yep. on the internet. And so, uh, I just, I, I started to observe things and watch people and notice that people would rather watch videos than to read and, and all this other stuff. So I took everything that I would learn and put it into video form and just started making videos. And it just kind of, I didn't quit. I mean, I didn't get, I didn't get my first hundred dollar check. Cause I, YouTube doesn't pay you for, till you get a hundred dollars. Right. I was doing videos for four and a half years before I got my first hundred dollar check. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And so, I just never quit because it wasn't the money has never been important to me. Sure. You know, and so uh, I just keep keep rock. It's important to keep my, you know, my family fed and everything else now. But right. It wasn't important back then. So that's crazy. So how, how many years now has it been since you originally put up your first video? Would you say? Um, uh, almost 12 years. Wow. Yep. Over a decade making videos. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, here's, how- here's the crazy part is that you were able to make different fishing videos for 12 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of the crazy part. Cause I, I think mean, that's the hard get part, repetitive. right? Right. Yeah, you know? it's, got, it's, it's at that point now where it's, it's pretty hard to make something different. I really have to sit down and do research and figure it out to, to, you know, to figure out what video I want to do that I haven't done before. Now I'm going back every once in a while, I'll go back and grab one of my more popular ones from back in the day and remake it just to update it and, and to get more eyes on it. Um, and a lot of times that helps because a lot of most people don't go back and binge watch my, my videos back when I was shooting in 720p and, you know, and, and they just don't, they don't like to see that kind of quality. So, I try to up the quality and still give them the same information and then they'll be able to see it. So that's crazy. So I just pulled up your YouTube channel here. You got 330,000 subscribers. Oh, wow. <laughs> 44.8 million views. That's insane. That yeah. it's almost 44.9. That's crazy. That's I'm nuts. not a YouTube professional, but I have a feeling YouTube's cutting some checks now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's still, it, it, yeah, they are. I mean, I get a check every month now. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it's funny when I first signed up for YouTube and got and tried to enter their partner partner program. Yeah, they used to call it partner program, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I had to fill out a job application. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had they went in and looked at your channel and they evaluated it and they said yes or no and I luckily got a first time yes because I already had like thirty something videos and I was I was rolling, 
but they uh, they really it now you just have to reach, meet, reach certain criteria. Back right. then they could say no if no matter what. Right. Yeah, they switched it now. I think it's uh, what thousand subs and so many hours. So many hours of views. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, you know, ten years ago, did you think you'd be still doing it? Yeah, because I don't have any quit in me. Okay. I didn't know I'd be. I didn't know I'd be doing it full time. Well, ten years ago, no, I didn't. Uh, four years before I quit my job, which was seven years ago okay i picked the month that i was going to quit my job and i missed it by three weeks mm. so well, let's... I, 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 it was four years before i quit my job i, I told my wife the month i was going to be able to do it well, let's, oh wow let's talk about that how did that conversation go you come home and you're like hey honey i'm gonna quit my job i'm just gonna well, do this full time it, it was it was more or less uh, a, a series of arguments over the years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it was, it was the ones that I was like, look, honey, I, this is something that I really feel like I, I am supposed to be doing. Sure. It would be my answer. I said, I said, I'm going to, I'll make sure that we don't go in the poorhouse. I'll make sure everything is good. I'm not going to quit my job. I was one of the, I was one of the highest paid x-ray techs in the state of Georgia. And so um, I told her, I said, I would make sure everything was good. I'm not going to quit my job until that money is replaced and, and, and we feel good about it. So it was okay. Um, that, that conversation was, I told her, I said, it's going to be in four years. I said, okay. by my, by my rate of growth over the last three or four years, I know I've got four more years before my income at the hospital will be, will be the same as my income from YouTube. Crazy. And so, um, so then we just, that was, the transition was pretty easy. Okay. The hard part was I bought a new house and two hours later I sent in my notice to my, to the hospital. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> was that strategic planning or? Well, they, a bank won't give you a loan unless you've got a job. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so absolutely. I waited till I signed for the loan. Uh, bought this eight and a half acre farm and which is across the state from where I used to live. And I, and I, you know, my boss knew I was quitting. Everybody knew I was quitting. They, they, you know, it was, everybody was ready for it. I just went through the motions then gave my two week notice, you know, worked until the minute I left, the, left my job, went in and signed out and walked away. That's so, crazy. Yep. Did you ever have somebody come in that was getting an x-ray going, I know you, I saw you on YouTube? All the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Guys were breaking their legs and arms intentionally just to come see you and get tips or what? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was great. It was usually, and that's when I started visiting the my fans that got got into the, put in the hospital for multiple days and stuff like that. I'd go up and sit down and talk with them and stuff like that. But that's cool. I, I worked in the ER most of the time, and yeah, I'd get those guys that broke their legs. and Wait a minute. I know. The funniest one is the ones that recognize my voice from outside of the door. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those are the ones that freak me out. I talk to something. They're like, Fluke Master! <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh. Uh, memories, man. Uh, I remember this one big chubby. He's one too chubby. But he's a, he was a big redheaded kid that got hurt playing football one Friday night. We had the best time talking. He was stoked. He didn't care if he broke his leg or not. <laughs> oh, man. So did your did, did the hospital staff know that you were this like uh, YouTube celebrity? Yeah, celebrity. 
yeah, it was, well, and I wasn't the only celebrity that came out of that x-ray department. We had one girl that went on The Voice and did really well on The Voice. And, oh, wow. And so we've done, and it was almost kind of simultaneous. But the cool, funny thing is, is that um, my department director of the radiology department was, had been a friend of mine since I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. Now, we lived 120 miles from where we grew up. Wow. And so it was just happenstance that he was my boss. And uh, and so and his dad had been my scoutmaster when I was a teenager, and his dad was my dad's best friend. That's crazy. And so, yeah. And so when it came time to quit, he, you know, he he approached me at a, at a school function, and we talked a little bit about it. He said, I hate surprises. Just let me know when it's going to be before there's a letter on my desk. <laughs> so I told him, I said, fine i said here's here's what date i'm uh, the 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 kind of the two or three week period where you're going to get to notice get the notice i said but i need a guarantee from you that you won't let my next boss in charge of me fire me before that date yeah right. a lot of times they'll find your replacement and they'll get rid of you right yeah yeah and so uh he said yeah you got a deal because his dad probably would have killed him had he <laughs> 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 so <laughs> Oh, that's crazy, man. So, I mean, yeah. how did you, I guess, at what point did you feel like, uh, you know, that, that kind of stardom, so to speak, where you really started to gain some traction and you were like, just, what is going on? Um, It was kind of gradual. Yeah. And, and, and I'm a numbers guy. I'm kind of a, I, I like to notice things with people and, my, the the goal I always had is I wanted to start noticing the I wanted to start seeing the older guys in the fishing world respond and comment and and interact on my YouTube channel like the 50s and 60s and 70s. Sure. And that's when I realized that I was touching a good broad spectrum was when I started actually getting those guys to comment. I knew I was they were watching. Right. YouTube lets me know all of that. Right, but I when I finally got the older guys to start commenting and I was able to answer questions and stuff like that, that's when I knew it was it was getting to be, you know, just a little bit special in the age bracket. You know, there's other things that make that, that really blow my mind, but the uh, the older guys jo joining in now is just really cool to see because you never think. I mean, you, those are the guys that say, "Hey, tell me about the Google." Yeah, you know, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Google. Yeah, I got a good friend of mine. He's a he, he he fishes walleye tournaments out of a big boat, and uh, he always calls a phone an electric box. He's sixty five <laughs> years old. He's like, get off yep. that electric box. We're fishing, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, oh geez, come on, Scotty, calm down, buddy. But uh, yeah, no, that's cool, man. It, it's it's kind of crazy. Like you know, we kind of see our demographics here as a podcast, and it's it's different, you know, and and you know seeing that age range of people that we've had respond to us is kind of cool you know you're you're hitting all these different demographics and not only that male and female you know yep. which is cool which is definitely cool it yep. just shows that our sport is growing which i mean we can contribute part of that to you and what you're doing man so thank you Absolutely. very much so, yeah yeah that was one of the things that when i first started just having my nose in the industry is I watched a lot of it go down. Yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff go down and it was just through observation. I realized that nobody's teaching anybody how to fish. Right. 
Right. You know, and it was not only observation, it's at that time I was guiding at a resort in North Carolina called the Kingfisher Society. And we had guys come and film TV shows there all the time. And one of the guys, I can't remember his name, but he's out of Texas. He's got a twin that they don't talk anymore. Um, but uh, he had a TV show and he was filming and he said, yeah, he's like, TV shows aren't what they used to be. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, now they just, hey, watch me vi fish and buy my sponsor stuff because that's what sponsors have created. You know, they no longer have the opportunity to teach. And that's when the light bulb went off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when that was the beginning, kind of the beginning. That was the beginning of knowing what I was what I was going to start doing. And I had already started the videos with my Boy Scouts and that kind of stuff. But that's when I just buckled down and got serious about making it appealing to everybody and not just my Scouts. That's very so, cool. I wish I'd have kept all those videos that I made for my Scouts. I, that was the dumbest thing I ever did. As I got rid of all of those, and I didn't, and the, oh, and the hard drive I had them on doesn't work anymore. So, oh, that's no. a bummer. Yeah, maybe I can. I still have the hard drive, man, in hopes that one day I'll be able to pull them off. How cool would that be? See the yeah, first ever fluke video and compare yeah. it to like today's video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How how surprised I, do you think you would be looking at those two back to back? <laughs> your first and your last. <laughs> Well, I have my first one on my YouTube, on my channel, but I, the the first one with me in my face, yeah, that'd be cool to have that one and have the other one. Heck yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, well, go ahead, Ricketts. Sorry, man. Hey, so, no, that's all right. So we're on the we're on the topic of video and stuff. What's your what's your video setup? I mean, what what is your go-to that you feel like, if you're on the water, I know I can get this kind of quality, this good video, this good audio. No, um, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the hardest year and a half of audio issues. I bet I have spent two thousand dollars trying to fix my audio issues. Yeah. Um, but uh, I use I use action cams um, just because of their their field of view and they're easy to set up and they're light and they fit on the the camera mounts I use and everything else. Um, the the GoPro little um, microphone dongle that's fifty bucks is a piece of crap. Hmm. I've had two of them go out in, out on me, and they're not fun to replace. And now they're hard to find. I think there's only one place in the world you can buy them. Uh, so those are out. Um, so I bought a Sony, a little Sony action cam. It's a white one. And, um, looks like a little handheld camera, but it's an action cam. And it actually has a mic jack in the back, and that's been my best so far. Huh. Oh, wow. Um, the only issue with that is I can't see, I can't pull the SD card out and plug it into my phone and open up the, the files and watch the videos to make sure that, and do my audio check. I can't audio check them at all until oh, yeah. I get home. And so, but luckily I've had very few issues with that. And then it's just like one thing after another, the new DJI action cams are really good. They get good stable video and everything else. They don't have looping. So I can't sit, set one up in the back of the boat, turn it on, plug it into a power source and have it loop the video all day long and stop and start it when after I catch a fish, and because yeah, there's no like so it just burns it would just burn through SD, SD cards, cards. no tomorrow. Yeah, uh, man, that's that's like hours of post edit, you know, oh, just sorting through yeah. all that. Oh god. So I I use a Hero Five in the back on a power source, and it's in looping. I use the Sony in front. And then the DJI's for underwater footage and for footage right at the console when I can when I'm sitting there working the camera and doing everything at the same time. So 
That's nice. my setup right now. Nice. And Very I don't cool. use a head cam because everybody would get dizzy because my head's always on a swivel <laughs> when I'm fishing. So no big DSLR setups, no, no uh, $3,000 cameras. I have a DSLR that I use here in studio work. Okay. Uh, and my son uses it. He, he takes a videography class at school. So oh, he gets cool. to use that one uh, at home here and then uses the school stuff at school. That's so, cool. Yeah. Dang. Well, there you go, folks. If you want to make professional quality videos, you don't need a DSLR. Nope. That's a good mm -hmm. piece of information, man. So, you know, $200 for it was, that is it about 200 bucks for the Sony? Uh, yeah, I think two it is. Like 250 something like two that. Not See, much. that's even cheaper in a GoPro, and yeah. it has mic ready. Very cool. cool. Yeah. And then the, cool. the new the new Rode uh, uh, Wireless Go microphone, it's about the receiver and the transmitter are both about that big. Um, I use those with a lav mic and it works just good, just as well. Nice. The only problem is they have a power, they, they have to be charged after about three quarters of the day. Yeah. But it doesn't take long. Huh. Huh. There you go. Interesting. Very cool. So, Amazon, go ahead and get that pulled up. <laughs> it seems like every podcast, every podcast, you're like ready to order something. Your wife is going to kill you, dude. Well, see the trick? My wife and I don't share bank accounts. That's how I get away with it. You know? yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to pay me? Pay me through PayPal. Yeah. She, goes, she goes, hey, baby, how was your bonus this month? Oh, that was bad. That was a bad bonus this month. <laughs> I get all my Amazon packages delivered at my office, you know? So, yeah. That's funny. So, uh, so I sat down and talked with Mr. Butcher the other evening, and uh, I I gave him a round of his own medicine and made him play a round of Plead the Fifth. And uh, so, as a joke, I said, "Which Fluke Master video would you contribute to your fishing skills?" And the video he named off was the one he shot of you teaching your wife to fish. Mm -hmm. And he said that was pretty interesting, and he was upset that he couldn't play the blooper reels. <laughs> Any comments? Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was more frustrating than teaching my kids how to fish. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, I mean, with that being said, I know I know you fish a lot with your boys. I've seen some videos and stuff of you fishing with your son and, and things like that. I mean, do you guys uh, make trips as a family quite a bit, like go out fishing? or? We try to. Um, I don't do it near as much as I should, that's yeah. for sure. Um, but uh, it's hard to video with them because everybody wants to be on their kayaks. Sure. And you, you start separating people, and then you can't get a video anymore. So. Right. Um, I try to take one or two of them at a time out in the boat and we get pretty decent videos or we just go fishing. You know, summertime is usually when we're just busting bluegill left and right. You get a little side, you get side scan put on your boat and you go out deep and look for those deep bluegill beds and that nobody can, nobody is touched and just, you know, 150, 160 fish a day and have a blast. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's definitely a good day on the water. No doubt. Oh yeah. Here's a question for you. If you had to choose big boat or a kayak Whew. if you can only fish out of one that's a tough question huh yeah it had to be a kayak just because it's more fun to catch fish out of a kayak yeah but it's a lot more fun to find them in a big boat yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot less work too a lot less paddling yeah. or paddling well you're running a torpedo now 
right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's not nearly as bad now that now that I'm running the torpedo. So, but you know, when I'm in the, with everybody else, it doesn't have a torpedo. End up pulling them around the whole lake. <laughs> I've, I've done that before. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Well, let's. Uh, you know, I know uh, you set out a goal to qualify for the NC this year, which you yep. did pretty quick. Yep. You're already pre-fishing. So I know my chances are out the window. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's kind of at my home lake, Gunnersville. Um, is I've got a lot of history with Gunnersville, and I haven't fished it much in the last two years. Okay. Until after, until I got re- was getting ready for that tournament, and so, um, it's just a fun lake to fish. I don't go there and not catch a fish. And I haven't done it for years because just the grass is so much fun to fish, and I'm I've gotten really good at it. But you know, March is a whole different ball game. They're moving in and out. They're getting ready to spawn. You know, the smallmouth are doing their thing. The only my biggest concern is that this that the, the last two March kayak tournaments have been won on the exact same spot by the by a father and son duo. Huh. Mm. Up at the dam, up at the Chick- the uh, Nickajack Dam. Okay. So that's my biggest concern is two two marches in a row, somebody's won a tournament or won the tournament on the same exact spot. Interesting. And so, and they're catching smallmouth. Oh, wow. Yep. So this year, that's going to be a red hot spot. Yeah. And so I'm kind of, my plans, you know, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to combat that because I don't want to join it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, and so just trying to that'll be over the next few months that's that's what i'm focusing on is where are the big fish where are the longest fish in the lake and where are they going to be in march and so right now it's just a lot of scanning you know i've got to go fishing to make videos but right none of those videos are going to have anything to do with what's going on in march hmm. and so and then two weeks before the tournament that's when i'll start getting serious about pre-fishing and about finding the fish and everything else i just i want to spend the next few months just narrowing down the lake to an area that i want to focus on or to a, a, a large section of the lake i want to focus on and that may hurt me you know and never you never know uh, just be on the lake too much may give me too much information to go off of yeah yeah uh, yeah i could see that happening i've i've had tournaments where i've pre-fished for a week and didn't do so well and then pre-fished for two days and did awesome you know it's one of yep. those things you know it's just you never know but there's a lot of water down there on gunnersville so yeah you know that's yeah yeah that regional was a fun tournament though i i thought i'd figured out how i was going to catch the fish and then the last the last few hours of the next to last day of practice i just was just milling around and kind of goofing off and I scanned across this deep grass patch and I, it just lit up like a Christmas tree. There were fish all over it. Huh. And I made two casts and caught two decent bass. And I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, so I started zigzagging and I started looking, I was like, there are thousands of bass in this spot. And so I, I totally changed my game plan and left, came back the next day, made two more casts, caught, Caught one fish, got a bite, and shook it off, and uh, went uh, about three, two, three hundred yards away and started trolling a uh, lipless crankbait back and forth in an area away from there. 
there was another deep hole that had grass in it and caught two over 20 inches. Wow. And then I took the hooks off of the lipless and started trolling it back and forth and got 10 or 12 bites. And that was my big fish spot. And I never went to my big fish spot during the tournament. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I was like, I, was like I, you know, and I wasn't trying to win. My goal was to, to qualify for the national championship. Had I real, I, I knew it was going to take, you know, 90 plus inches to be in the top 16. And so uh, once I had 93 inches, I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm not going to go over there. And the last half half hour of the day, I said, oh, let's just go over there. So I zipped over there, made two passes, uh, caught one that was a little bit shy of, of my calling size, and then uh, got bit and, sh- and, and lost a decent one. I don't know how big it was. And that was it. I was like, well, I probably should have come over here and spent a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> But I was catching every cast all day long, it seemed like, so I didn't want to leave. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do that. When you're on a uh, a nice, solid bite, how do you leave yeah. that, you know? Yeah, exactly. I could get the school fired up and catch, you know, in 10 cast fish, catch eight fish, you know, and then they'd calm back down, and I'd go to another grass patch and catch a couple and then fire a school up and 54 fish that day. It was a lot of fun. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't move the boat a hundred yards. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a day I want to have during a tournament. That's for sure. That's for sure. There's a lot of small ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever caught fifty four bluegill in a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you doing? It's because you're taking naps on your blue sky. That's what it you're is doing. exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. We've had that talk. Or sometimes I'll be in a tournament. I'm like, I caught one. I'm good. Let's kick back, bird watch. You know, pull a little Chris Funk action. Pull out my cell phone. Take a little snapshot of some birds. You know, that's me in Louisiana, man. I'll lay that that seat back on that bona fide, and I'll be knocked out for yeah. about an hour, hour yeah. to go back to fishing. Uh, oh, that's well, that's the best part, man. That's one of the fun parts for me too. Yep. So, very cool, man. So, um. One thing I wanted to talk about with you is, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about brands and pro staffs and stuff. And uh, I think, you know, you have put it out there and you've been pretty vocal about it that, you know, you do not support anything you don't believe in. Yeah. And I think that's great. And I think more people need to hear about that. I I forget where it was. Maybe it was Westbrook or a weigh-in or something. And, um, you know, you were talking about you turned down a – multi-thousand dollar deal just because you didn't believe in that product i mean where does yep. that where does that come from i don't know but i don't ever want to figure out how much money i've lost by turning down stuff because <laughs> <laughs> i'll probably get depressed yeah. but uh <laughs> it's just I, I you can't sell something you don't believe in yeah and if yeah. i don't believe in it then i'm selling it too hard and nobody will buy it nobody will believe that i you know it's just one of those things where if I'm going to represent something, it's going to be something I'm going to use and something that I believe in. And, you know, it's, uh, and not only have I walked away from a lot of money, I have left, I've, I've quit sponsorships that paid me a ton of money because they've asked me to lie about their products. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I will turn tail and leave. And, you know, so it was, yeah, that's just the way it is. This way, I, I mean, and you, you really want to tick me off? Ask me to lie about a product. I will, and I don't care if you're my best friend or not. I will 
turn around and walk away. Yeah. And not even think twice. No, I think that's solid, man. I mean, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of guys just doing things nowadays just to have that quote unquote name, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's great guys like yourself that, you know, are vocal about that, that helps these guys realize what they're doing. So, um, well, I, I consider what I'm doing and what has happened to me, nothing but a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is. And, and it's just, as long as I stay true to myself, I I'm okay with whatever happens. Yeah. You know, once I start trying to pedal in the wrong direction, that's when things start happening that, that are just bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I think at a point, if you start selling out like that, you, you start to lose your credibility and then next thing you know, your audience is going away and you're just not surviving. Right. So, yep. I mean, crazy, yep. but, uh, so let's dig a little bit into, uh, the relationship with the big man. How did you two meet Mr. Mr. Hoover and yourself? Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, big head. Um, <laughs> I think I'm the only one that calls him that, but it, there's a reason for that. The, uh, I met him a dozen years ago, right about the same time I was starting YouTube. So it had been about 11 years ago. He'd be able to tell you exactly which ICAT or which uh, Bassmasters Classic it was. But it was a classic expo. He was in the Wilderness Systems booth. Um, I had a little chat with him. He was trying to get some business going with Bass Resource, and the and the idiot that owned that play owned Bass Resource was just that was an idiot for turning him down. And uh, but I met him, talked to him a little bit, told him I was doing this YouTube thing. Uh, he had started a YouTube channel, I think, or was about, I can't remember him and Jeff, him and Jeff Little were doing something together on YouTube. Um, and it may have been, a, that may have been a different year. I don't know. It's, they all blend together. But I, I, when I, when I left, I went to my wife and I was like, you know what? I met this dude. His name's Chad. And he's the first redneck I've ever met. that can turn mud into money. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I told my wife, I said, if he ever wants to do any kind of business with me or partner with me or do anything, I'm not going to hesitate, but jump right in the middle of it. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I've been, what's three years ago now. He came back to me and he was like, man, you were right about that YouTube thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you should have stayed with it. And I said, he said, yeah, I know. He said, but hook one got in the way and all this other stuff. Cause he went on the retail side of it, but, uh, that was right. And so he came back to me right after he left hook one. But, uh, and then the rest is history, man. I, it, him and I get along. It's like yin and yang. He's, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's pretty full, pretty cool when we get together in the same area, same room, and we kind of bounce off each other. He's a total different personality than me, but you know, I've been in the military long enough to be able to put up with his personality. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can I can knock him in the nose when I need to. Tell him, to, tell him he needs to shake his <laughs> He's got a wife to do that now. <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. Uh, what what would be a funny funny story that happened between the two of you that nobody probably would know oh geez this is your opportunity to throw him under the bus for doing something (laughs) crazy things together i don't know it's uh i love how forgetful he is Uh, it would be the the time he lost to iconelli i filmed that that tv show or i filmed the video the youtube video about it but uh 
that boy was bald as a cue ball. It was so he it. Let's put it this way. It, he went to shaving his head. Or was it his head or was it his face? His head was already bald. He went to yeah. shave in his face. He broke the razor. <laughs> <laughs> he broke the electric razor. We almost died. It was funny. Luckily, somebody else had one. But, uh, yeah, he got about halfway done on one side. It was the left side. He got halfway done on and the razor broke. That's the only one I think of off the top of my head. But it's just, you know, the thing about Chad is is he gets a lot of criticism because he works so hard, I, sure. I think, and yeah. people. And, and, and in in the, what he does, you're going to piss off some people. And if you, and yeah. you know, like my dad used to say, if you don't piss off, if you're in leadership and you don't piss off somebody once a day, you're not doing a good enough job. Right, right. Oh, uh, it's 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 one of those things where you're just going to make some people mad at you because they're not always going to agree with you. But he takes a lot of that personal. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's he's realized that and he's kind of calmed down quite a bit oh, yeah. and step yeah. step back and he still eats it though i mean it's yeah. it, you see him stirring about it and then he comes to you know then he'll blow up but luckily he started to blow up away from the public that's good but yeah. still i wish i wish people understood where his heart was a lot of people because i i get mad when i read a lot of the comments on facebook about him i just i get yeah. livid because i know they're nothing but lies absolutely absolutely you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of that is jealousy. I mean, look at how much the man has accomplished in in the kayak bass fishing world. Uh, yep. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of other people have accomplished a lot of things, you know, but as far as, like, tournament standpoints, getting recognition of the sport and things like that, I don't think anybody can really compare to what he's done. I don't think uh, anybody is willing to drain their bank account multiple times to make yeah. things and he is the only person that I know of that's done that multiple times yeah. where he shows up to an event and he ain't got a penny in the bank because yep. he's put all of his money, his own personal money up front to get anything done. You show me any guy that'll do that and it's, they're hard to find. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't. Right <laughs> <laughs> <That> out wouldn't. <laughs> Seems like tournaments canceled. I'm going home. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Oh, that's very cool, man. Yeah, I, yeah, it was funny. Uh, you know, uh, it was interesting, and I, I'm not trying to bring up Butcher again, but you know, he he's like, man, you get those two in the room, they're like brothers. Like, oh they, yeah, you, you know, and it's it was it kind of hit me, and I knew this was coming up, so I I wanted to kind of kind of well, bring that up. But. That that that's one thing that reminds me of when he gets to a room, a hotel room or a cabin or whatever. We were at Bienville. He cranks that air conditioning to about 52. <laughs> he drops it to as low as it'll go. So I waited for him to go to bed one night. And I went around and I flipped the breaker <laughs> to the air conditioner. Because it was like November. <laughs> he was up two hours later going walking around trying to figure out what was wrong with the air conditioner. He was so mad that the conditioner was broke and i woke up the next morning and went over and flipped the breaker and he cussed me out <laughs> oh. oh that's great oh, i love God. it <laughs> he's like an old woman he wants it really really hot or really really cold <laughs> that's funny oh too funny man too funny so uh what big plans you got uh coming up my friend Anything big None. and exciting other than you uh, well, know, the no Noe Outdoors Expo. 
in Cartersville, Georgia. If anybody lives up or wants to travel to Northwest Georgia, um, it is the, hold on, let me look at my calendar so I don't tell the wrong dates. I know it's like the 21st of September, but let me pull up my calendar and look at it. Um, come on, calendar. Skype's taking too much stuff out of my September, October, come on. I'm scanning too fast. There we go. The 21st and 22nd uh, at the Carter at, in Cartersville. It's called the Noe N O E Noe Outdoors Expo, and I am headlining and doing seminars all day on Sunday, the 22nd. Oh, nice! Very cool. So, and that's the next big thing. Um, there's a bunch of little things coming up, but I just got back from Minnesota after being gone for about 14 days. And, uh, so I'm just kind of getting caught up on my honeydew list. You know, you guys don't even want to see what my office looks like. It's got boxes stacked halfway up to the ceiling that I've got to go through and it's not all tackle. It's just all my junk that's accumulated. Sure. And then yeah. dove season starts in a week and a half. So, or in two yeah. weeks and my kids are real excited about going and shooting little birds. Very cool. They taste, they taste phenomenal. Not a lot of oh, people know yeah. that, but doves taste phenomenal. Yeah. yeah I'm I, a dove I, fan. I'm, I, I throw them in some batter and fry them up and make you want to yeah. back of your head. <laughs> I take a little little apple slice, wrap it in bacon. Oh, uh-huh. that's good, man. <laughs> fry it up. It's really good. Yeah, we have a we have a state uh, dove field like four miles down from my house. And so I get there real early. I know where the best spot on the field is annually, and we set up, and, and we pitch a tent, and the kids hang out. We turn the Georgia game on and listen to the Georgia game because we get good Wi-Fi or good uh, – good cell signal and we just have a little party and it starts at noon so we start shooting and having fun oh that's awesome but very cool yeah my daughter wants to do it this year she probably won't shoot but she's gonna be there bird dogging nice very cool <laughs> very cool very cool man well uh uh ricketts you got any other questions for our man here man yeah man so a couple of your videos more than just one you talked about how you got the name fluke master yep um, and then the other one you were talking about, if you can only have one rod, it would be a medium. It does yeah. that still, is that still the case with your rods? Because I watched that video and I have four mediums and <laughs> I can, I can understand now. And I went out and I bought them after I watched your video. Yep. I was like, okay. Cause it was just like everybody, you hear everybody talk it's medium, heavy, medium, heavy, medium, heavy. You never really talk about a medium rod. And I'm like, okay, he's on something. This guy's. He's a fluke master. He knows what he's talking about. So I went out and and uh, I love it. I have, it's it's if I carry one rod, it's always the medium. If I can only have one, so yeah. is that still is it still the same thing? Like very much so. I have five mediums that I'll fit. I'll I'll fumble through and uh, figure out which one I want because a a medium fast action six uh six ten will be a little bit stiffer than a medium fast fast action seven one. And so depending, I've gotten really, really picky about which one I have for what technique now, but a, a 7.1 is still a great topwater rod. It, they just cover so many more uh, tackle or many, it's so many more lures in a medium than you do a medium heavy. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and they're all mostly moving lures. So if I want to, you know, I want to search for fish, I'm throwing a chatterbait on a medium fast. I'm throwing a buzz bait on a medium fast. I'm throwing a spinner bait, a square bill. You know, all of my favorite search baits, I'm throwing on a medium fast. 
And if I find them, then all I got to do is grab a shaky head, which I'll, or a quarter ounce shaky head, a larger one, or um, a light jig or a light Texas rig or all those. Because I, I used to be where I only would fish quarter ounce or lighter hmm. most of the time. Yeah. And then when I get up to those three eighths to halves, that's when I go to the medium heavies. But it just covers so much. And topwater spooks. Yeah. Can't beat a medium fast. No. Wow. You know, and so until you go to braid, I tried it on a braid once, and I'm like, nope, I'm going back to mon- to um, copoly or monofilament for a medium. Huh? Yeah, for a medium. I just I would jerk it out of their mouth too much. Oh. I was used to setting the hook on mono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a little <laughs> bit of stretch on that hook set. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So you you throw a jig with a medium. I throw a light jig with a medium, quarter ounce yeah. jig with a medium. Right on. You know, and I make sure you got to make sure it's got a light wire hook, which most of them will anyway. You know, so yeah. much my finesse jigs, yeah. and that kind of stuff. But if I'm I'm ninety nine percent of the time I'm throwing a three eighths ounce jig. If I'm throwing a jig, you know, a full size jig, yeah. and that's I'll have a, a seven three medium heavy, fast or medium medium heavy moderate rod. Nice. Very interesting. So for our for our audience that may have not watched the video where you talk about how you got your name do you want to run through that real quick oh yeah it's real quick uh back in the early 2002 2003 i just or you know, it was 2002 um i found um the world of bass fishing forums and uh i signed up for the um bass fishing homepage, which no longer exists and had to come up with a screen name and at that period of time, I was trying to learn how to fish a fluke. So it was more motivation than it was telling everybody I was the master of flukes. So I just, just kind of threw the screen name up of Fluke Master. And that's back when everybody was calling themselves master of everything. Yeah, right. right. You got Ed Bassmaster, you know, <laughs> YouTube. He started on the forums, and that was his screen name on the forums. And so he went onto YouTube and started a YouTube channel guy. called Ed Bassmaster. I love that guy. And it stuck, you know. And I owe so much to him because when I started YouTube, I bounced a lot of questions off of him because he was part of the bass fishing forums I was part of. So I was just bouncing all kinds of questions off of him about YouTube when I realized he was making money doing it. I'm like, well, heck, how can I do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And so, um, but anyway, so I, I just picked Fluke Master. Well, you know, YouTube came along and it just kind of snowballed. And I was just like, man, I really don't want to be called Fluke Master the rest of my life. So I tried to change it. You know, my original name of my of my channel was The Fishing Partner. And some of the guys from Bass Resource basically told asked me what the hell I was thinking. And uh, told me that, that my brand name was Fluke Master. So I... Changed it back to Fluke Master and, you know, just stuck to it. And then that's when the, a little bit, a little while later, I started uh, introducing myself as Gene Jensen at the beginning of the video so I could separate me from the brand name instead of me being Fluke Master. Right. It doesn't bother me anymore, but it just, you know, it was just one of those things where I knew it needed to be done. So. Very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I remember, I, well, I met you, I met you at the Madison Fishing Show this past year. And uh, I was like, do I call him Fluke or do I call him Gene? How does this <laughs> I go? <answer> <laughs> and I, I, I think I called you Gene, so it was all right. We had a yep. good conversation about uh, your uh, Torquedo mount on the back of your Bonafide. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So it was very cool. Very cool, man. So, 
Um, why don't you, uh, for those that are sleeping under a rock, uh, where they can find you on social media, YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, you can pretty much search Fluke Master on Instagram and on Facebook and on uh, on YouTube. I don't do much for um, Twitter. Um, and then uh, I do have a Snapchat account that my son runs for me. And then, uh, but other than that, it's that's you know, you, or if you go to YouTube and fish how to, and, and search how to fish, you'll find me. Yeah, and, absolutely. So, but uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. Just look up Fluke Master, Fluke Master, or how to fish, and look for the guy with the red Georgia Bulldog hat on, and you'll find me. Heck yeah, man! Heck yeah. Um, want to shout out any sponsors or anything like that, man? Um. Yeah, I want you guys. Everybody needs to come and just take a look at the new colors for Bonafide. Uh, they changed yeah. their colors this year. Uh, they're pretty wicked. I love the red and black one. Go dogs! Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> they got a special yeah, one with the with the uh, Bulldogs logo cut out in the uh, in the C deck for you. I think the only way I'm going to do that is I'll have to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can get Luther to do that one for me. Um, yeah, that's uh, I'm pretty excited about it. And they got a new camo color that's really, really wicked. Yeah. And yeah. I was wondering when they were going to start doing the multi multicolors because their their uh, their oven and their the way their oven works. Yep. You're able to get those really, really cool blends. Yeah. Right. Um, right. A lot better than just the tumbler type style that other companies use, and so you you get a good what we call a good lay of of plastic and so you'll see those colors looking really nice but i'll probably get a 107 in the camo color because i'll probably hunt out of it nice. and then uh and then the 127 i'm definitely gonna have to figure out how i can get that red and black one Heck so yeah, sure but uh tell, tell everybody where they can get your shirts um actually they'll be able to get my shirts here in about a week at flukemaster.com i had to um had to shut down my website because the guy that was running it was stealing all my money oh and so uh luckily i only lost a couple grand and then uh but he was also running chad's deal and chad lost a lot his biggest stress this last year and now he's got to sue the guy yeah Uh, but uh so the new website's ready to go. We got all new shirts, all new hats, all new everything. And these guys are really, really awesome. So we're really going to start pushing that hard as soon as we, we go live. Very cool. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to sell out to my own website because <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm pushing it. <laughs> I owe those website guys a lot of money right now. So I'm going to be pushing it hard. Well, awesome. sign me up. I'll help out. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I probably won't get a check about from that for about a year or two. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But, uh, but anyway, so, yeah, it's going to be really, really neat. And it's all going to be top-quality stuff. I'm not going the cheap cheap route. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. But this was a test shirt. I kind of don't like it because the we're going to change it up because the, the print is really, really thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a big sweat band that yeah. sits right here and makes you, <laughs> your chest just sweats. Right, right, it's right change but i'm real picky and so uh, what we're going to get on the website is anything that's on there i'm going to be pretty picky about but yeah yeah going back to the bonafides we talked to luther i don't know that was what a month ago jason it was right after i cast and uh he hinted you asked the question i believe 
multicolored boat and when i saw the picture yep. go up the other day i was like oh well there you go ricketts he, he hinted at it <laughs> yeah he hinted but he yeah. wouldn't he secret <laughs> yeah no he's like well maybe i don't know when well actually i do know when you'll just have to wait that i can't say anything secret for nothing <laughs> He cannot keep a secret for anything. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, He's it's one of the ex- nicest guys you'll ever meet, too. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah, super nice, super kind, and what a smart businessman. Um, yeah. Just just an incredible person, man. So. Yeah, I promise you, if they ever come out with a pedal drive, it will be the best on the market. You oh, know? yeah. Because he, he's not going to come out with anything less. Right. That's for sure. I mean, I... He, I don't even think they're working on one, but yeah. who knows? Yeah, he was uh, he was kind of surprised because we got I don't know we were probably what forty five minutes an hour through that, yeah. and he's like, "Man, I'm really proud of you guys. You haven't asked a pedal drive question." <laughs> and yeah. We're like, "We've heard the answer a hundred times, man. Why beat a dead horse, right? You <laughs> That's know, so right. don't beat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was kind of funny, but uh, oh, very cool, man. Very cool. You know, even though they aren't pedal drives, I absolutely love fishing out of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I've been in the PA 14 and I've been in the Jackson and I've been in, they're all great kayaks. I don't fault any of them. It's just a lot more enjoyable being in that boat, knowing where everything is, knowing that everything has a purpose. Every spot on that boat has a purpose and it's just a good fishing platform, you know? Yeah. And, I can't say it's better than anything else. I loved the Hobie. The Hobie was just big and heavy. Yeah. 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 You know, and it wasn't a paddle. It was not a paddling kayak. If you no. were, if you had to paddle, it was not a paddling kayak. And so I wouldn't put that thing in a, in the uh, Louisiana marsh for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when they came, what was the last one they just came out with? Not the pedal drive, but the, the, uh, the boat itself. Um, the, the, new the, boat. the, the, the compass. Yeah, was it the Compass? What was the one that they remade? That they just oh, the uh, Outback. The Outback, Outback the new yeah. Outback. Yeah. I told them flat out they hit a home run with it because it's a good pedaling boat and it's a good paddling boat. You know, it's one yeah. of those you can take to the marsh and good. Because I've watched people that had PA 14s pack up and go home from Louisiana because they couldn't fish. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, well, and that's wow. true. But. You know, every every person has their own their own likes and dislikes about kayaks. That's why we yeah. that's why we always say, yeah. go try them, go yep. test yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I you got know? I got one more thing, man. Before we wrap yeah. up, and I forgot to ask you about this earlier. So again, huge fan. I watch all your videos. Specifically, the the one I, that really I hung on was your was your double digit bass. You had it hanging off the side of the of the Hobie. Since we're talking about the Hobie, man, just walk me through that day. Like walk me through how that came about because I saw your face and you're laughing like you're laughing now, right? You lit up, you have the smile, man. You were just uh-huh. a life changing, so, life changing event right there. It was a photo shoot for Hobie in Alabama. A lot of people don't know this. Wow! It was a photo shoot just outside of uh, of um, Auburn, Alabama. They gave me GPS coordinates to this place. You had to go through a gate down a long dirt road and then you ran into a cabin and um and so when i got there we had already been filming for two days prior so this was a different location 
And uh, I got there, and Hank Parker was setting up for his TV show, and he had been with us for the last two or three days. And Hank Parker and I go, not way back, but we used to do uh, um, uh, Heroes on the Water stuff. We used to take oh, cool. take uh, bets fishing all the time. Back, We did an event once a year where we met up, and his dentist would organize it. And I would show up, and, and uh, I was just another one of the guides. I wasn't really a, a celebrity, but I, Hank was. Um but anyway, so Hank was there, he's setting up his stuff, and uh, I can't remember how long it took me to get on the water, but I waited for him to get his, his crew on the water. They were doing the, the, uh, the kayak stuff, and it was a, wasn't a huge lake, and he went left, and I went right. I wanted to stay out of his shot, so I just decided I'd go the opposite direction he went, and I just started fishing. Well, up, he went up towards the shallow, shallower water that had a bunch of standing timber, and I went to the dam, which is where I go at the right when I start fishing a small lake anyway. I always go to the dam. And so I went to the dam, and I was throwing a Texas rig and just kind of messing around and messing around, caught one or two, um, turned the corner, and there's this big, huge log or the tree trunk laying in the water and uh they were spawning i didn't i didn't know it at the time but they were spawning but i set up on this log anchored down threw up to the front of it or up to the out to the end of it with a um what was it a, a biospawn biocraw uh texas rig and as soon as it hit the water next to that log i saw the water turn and so I kind of lay, laid my rod down and let the let the line go slack. So whatever it was that turned on it can find it and get it. And so all of a sudden it started swimming away from the log and I laid into it. And the rest is in the video. It was just, you know, and then Hank Parker didn't talk to me for like a day and a half later. <laughs> by and try to catch it a couple of times or at least he fished that spot a couple of times i don't know he's trying to catch the fish i hooked into her one more time that day and oh, she wow. she threw it i was a little bit further away and i never got a good hook set and she threw it it was either her or somebody a fish exactly the same size wow yeah and so it was a special little lake they they put tilapia in it every year and then it gets too cold in the winter time for the tilapia to live and they die Oh wow! And so they restock it with tilapia every year, and it never overpopulate because of the water temperatures. Yeah, so, crazy. And it was a little hunting club at lake, so it was a it was a private lake. But that's almost what you have to do to catch a ten pounder these days, you know, unless you're in unless you're Gene Wilson. Yeah, I was gonna say unless <laughs> yeah. you go hang out with Gene Wilson. Yeah, I'm gonna go be her buddy for a while. <laughs> yeah, I keep t I keep commenting on Facebook that I need to like learn her ways. And uh, she it's she laughs simple. at me all the time, but uh, slide in her DM like Future said. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she fishes with a worm, and that's about all she fishes. Yeah. 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 She yeah. does she, uh, a nice punching rig. She punches through that thick thick stuff down there and yep. airs them up, man. That's yep. awesome. Location, location, location. Oh yes, yeah. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Very cool, man. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Uh, we can't thank you enough for taking some time out this evening and chatting with us. I mean, great conversation, man. Thanks for all the insight, the backstory, the funny stories, the information, man. So definitely appreciate it. Um, with that being said, guys, be sure to go check out the website. Uh, all the revamps have been done. 
got the store up, blogs, gear pages for all the hosts, everything. Go check it out. Uh, got some new t-shirt designs up. Check it out. Uh, if you guys got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, something like that, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, in fin at gmail.com, at paddle and fin on Facebook, Instagram. Shout out to our supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Coyote Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lures, and Southern Lake Co. And the latest one, TRC Covers. TRC yes. Covers. TRC Covers. So, Check out our new hats. We've got the hats going on pre-order yeah. right now. Yeah. Pushing those out the door. Yeah. So, But uh, most importantly, guys, don't forget about the Recycle Plastics program. Save your used, beat-up plastics. Throw them in a little baggie. Mail them to the address in the show notes. Our good friend Eric Richards over at Hammered Lures will melt those down, make new baits, and donate them to the heroes on the water. So give them to Eric, not the garbage man. Until next time, guys. Tight lines, smooth paddle. Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.